What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at another random magic card like we do here at the Overthinking MTG podcast. All right, and today is actually number 96. Um, I do want to thank everybody who uh, came this weekend uh, to my stream. Actually, on Saturday, it was a momentous, a, a momentous event. I participated in the international qualifier for the Red Bull Untapped tournament, and uh, it was it was open to everybody, no entry fee, and so as a result, 4,000 people signed up. 2,000 people actually showed, and... Um, I was there for all eight rounds, which I had originally thought was going to take two, maybe three hours. Uh, it ended up taking 11, um, and I, I did not drop, uh, despite the fact that I would have been very, very uh, justified in doing so. Um, final results, I ended up going three and five, but the truth is, the, the greatest experience, though, was having an 11 hour day when I was live on stream and the amount of uh, support and love that just showed up to watch me play this game. Uh, it was phenomenal. I love you all. Thank you for being there. You guys are my favorite. Um, also, I'm trying something a little bit different where in my intro, I'm being a little more personal and telling you some more stories. So just thank you so much to everybody who came out. Twitch.tv slash 42 if you want to come out for the next one because um, yeah, that's definitely going to happen again. Also, um, Wizards of the Coast reached out to me recently um, and gave me a nice little gift. Uh, my next big streaming event is going to be on June 8th, which is actually one day after my birthday. Um, and I'm going to be the featured streamer um, on Magic Arena's uh, homepage. And so that's going to be a big deal. And as a result, I took the day off work, so I'm planning on playing a whole mess of Magic that day. So if you want to come out, um, I will be around. I'm going to be around all day, and it's going to be a blast. I'm already making arrangements with the wife, so it, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to be a blast. So, anyway, um, but that, so that is, those are fun details. That's a fun situation with what we're doing. However, we are here today to look at a random magic card. That's ultimately what, that's ultimately the goal. So, let's go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and click random card right now. It's coming off the dome. No idea what we're looking at. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we've got Pike Men. And the reason that I am so elated, so over the moon about this is actually, this is touching on an old school magic something that I was actually just looking up the other day. Um, because, so uh, let's just look at the card first. So Pike Men. It is a creature type. Uh, okay, so in the or the original text, it is a it is a creature for one generic and a white, and the the type is summon pikemen that has been errated to creature human soldier. So all right, that makes sense. Um, and it is a one one. So we got a one one for two. So all right, what does this thing got going on in its text box? Well, it has first strike, and then it also has banding. Um, if you are not familiar with banding, you're not missing anything. It is, if you thought mutate was complicated, um, well, actually mutate is more complicated than, than banding, but banding was like the OG mutate in that it was an incredibly complicated mechanic. Um, now, in the case of banding, what you were tinkering with was the base rule, like the basic rules of the game in a way that 
change things where you could actually get some pretty considerable value out of it. But the problem was it was so complicated and the benefit that you got seemed so reduced compared to everything else. Um, and actually, it's funny that I'm comparing Banding and Mutate because Banding and Mutate actually are both cards that allow you to take multiple cards and group them together in different ways. With Mutate, um, you're taking one card and you're putting a card on top. And the abilities carry through, but the top card is still the top card. Um, so you're basically using other cards to add abilities to a single creature. Um, and there are some cool interactions and fun things you can do with that, but the biggest thing is that there are cards with a bunch of mutate triggers. If those mutate triggers didn't exist, you probably wouldn't see a lot of people playing with mutate cards at all, um, which is exactly why mutate triggers exist. Meanwhile, with banding, the way that banding works is if a creature... If you have an army of creatures that... And, okay, caveat, um, little disclaimer up, uh, up at the top here. I have never played with banding. Um, as a student of the game, I want to understand where we've come from, and I want to understand the touch points. As re so as a result, I have looked up banding. I've tried to wrap my head around banding. Um, someday I would love to play a game with banding. Actually, I think it, it would be fun maybe to to whip up like a, a banding commander deck or something. I don't know. Um, I'd love to figure it out because there is there's banding, and then there's also bands with other and so you have an opportunity to band like with certain creature types and all like there's there's a lot of nuance there but in short what happens when you have creatures that have banding during your turn or in when you go to declare attackers before you declare the attackers so in there there is a step in your combat phase called the beginning of combat it has not been relevant for cards that have been printed recently and therefore a lot of players don't know it exists but it does there's the beginning of combat phase if you have banding creatures um during the beginning of combat phase you actually assign bands so you create units of creatures so this really is only relevant if you have a lot of creatures or if you have some cool interaction so you can have like three or four different so let's say you have five creatures you can create two bands you can create one that's two creatures and one that's three and then when you attack those bands attack as a single unit now you still have their they each count as their own permanent so it's not like mutate where they're all one creature in this case they are all individual creatures so if somebody has a single target spot removal they can only hit one of them they don't hit the whole band but when they declare their blockers, they do block the whole band. And so that's so that's the tricky part. And the thing that gets really weird there is if you have a creature, let's say you have a band of three creatures and one of them has flying, you might think, wait a minute, if they don't have a flying blocker, they can't block this. Well, the moment you band that with creatures that don't have flying, if they choose to block the ground creature, they're all in the same band. That that flyer is blocked as a part of that band. Um, the evasion, you're, you're basically, if you have one creature with evasion and you band them to a creature that does not have evasion, you're basically giving up that evasion effectively, but not completely. And then this, that's where things get weird. Um, but here's the, but, and so you might be wondering, like, why would anyone do that? Like that pitch right there explaining that you basically just suck the value out of evasion. Like, uh, that's not a pitch. Like that's, that's not working, um, to really sell me on this idea of banding. Like, why would anyone do that? Well, cause it, there are some other things that you can do. The other thing that you can do there is, well, here's the real advantage. The real number one reason why anyone would leverage banding and what can give it, um, 
And actually what makes cards like Pikemen here especially interesting and especially valuable in that situation is the usually in a game of Magic, the defending player has the advantage. So if I attack with a 2-2 and you have a 2-2 and a, well, whatever, it, it, but it, the defending player gets to assign how damage is dealt. So if I swing, so let's say I have a 1-1 first striker and I have three or four other creatures. You attack me with a 5-1 that has trample or something like that. I can choose, like, when I block, I get to choose, um, wait a minute, is that right? No, that's not right. No, the attacker gets to choose that damage. Anyway, I'm not explaining this very well, but usually the defender gets an advantage in combat. Um, they get to assign how their blockers hit the attackers, but when you're banding and you're, you're attacking, that's not the case. And so if you gang block a band, well, regardless, the advantage goes to the attacker. So if I'm swinging with three creatures and you block with one, I get to pick how your damage is assigned across my three creatures. Because that's the thing. Usually if two creatures hit, they hit each other, that's it. The moment you add a second creature to the mix on either side, usually you can only do that on the blocking side. So usually an attacker comes in, block two or three blockers come in, and all of them are hitting that one creature. Well, now all of a sudden, if I have a band of creatures, if I'm swinging in with three creatures and you choose to block with three creatures, as the attacker, I get to assign, I get to choose how my attackers are assigned against your blockers, and that can produce a lot of really powerful um, blowouts in combat, especially when you have things in the band that have first strike, because pikemen here. Basically, what that would allow you to do is if you have a, a number of creatures with banding and your opponent tries to gang block, or try, you know, they try to gang block, let's say I'm swinging in with pikemen banded alongside a 5 5. Like, and I really want that 5 5 to come through. And you have access to a 5 1, let's say, um, or a 4 1, and a couple other things. But anyway, you have a one toughness creature that if you gang block that 5-5 five five can kill it. But if one of those one one if one of those creatures is like a 2-1, 3-1, whatever, I can choose that the pikemen will hit that first. And as a result, take out all the power that that would be delivering in the first strike damage phase. Therefore, they're not going to be able to hit my 5-5. Five five. Well, that's something that that's flexibility. Like this pikemen can guard my other attackers effectively if they're banded together. So it's kind of a weird situation and it results in a lot of like headache combat math if you're trying to do it, which is ultimately why they went away from banding. Um, but it's an interesting concept. It's an idea that allows your creatures to attack as one, kind of. Yeah, it's it's an interesting effect. Um, it's an interesting possibility. And if you are someone like me, who is a colossal nerd about the way the rules set up and really want to understand all of it and want to find weird, interesting ways that the cards can interact with one another, banding presents some interesting possibilities. Um, but it's not... The, the kind of headaches that it brings, the frustration that comes along with trying to f line it up and figure it out, um, I don't know that, yeah, I don't know that it's really worth it. So the fact that they've moved away from banding, I'm kind of okay with. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sad to see that go away. Uh, or I'm not sad that they, that they did away with it. I never was here to see it in the, in the first place, but, um, yeah, if you ever hear anyone joke around about banding being, being really confusing, awkward and unnecessary, um, that's why. And that was, it, keep in mind, this has been a ham-fisted attempt at someone who's never actually played with the freaking cards to explain to you what banding is. I have no doubt there are magic scholars and historians, potentially the magic historian, who has played with these cards um, and who can describe it better than, than I did. Or maybe understand some fringe interactions that these cards allow that I'm not aware of because banding does have a lot of complex rules. There are a lot of fringe situations. There are a lot of scenarios that you need to account for much like we're seeing with mutate. So yeah, that's interesting, but okay. So we, we we're dealing with the one, one for two here with banding. Um, and also, if I'm not mistaken, the band only exists when they're attacking. I could be wrong. Actually, no, I think you can block with banding too. Yeah, it gets weird. It gets real weird. You guys. Anyway, um, so, let's go on to the flavor text here. So, as the cavalry bore down, we faced them with swords drawn and pikes hidden in the grass at our feet. Don't lift your pikes till I give the word, I said. Mavine Odane, Memoirs of a Soldier. Oh, that's really cool. Um, this actually, this was originally printed in the dark, which is during a time when they were willing to put um, real-world quotes and real-world text on flavor text, and I don't know if that's what we're looking at here, but I think it might be, um, and that's pretty cool. And if not, you know, this this scene that they're describing, if anyone's seen uh, the movie Braveheart, which is one of my favorites, if I'm honest, there there's a moment when they take on a cavalry charge with, um, you know, with pikes, and it's rather effective. Uh, it is it's it, it's skill that works, and so that idea of um, the the pikemen being the defensive force that makes sense. You know, you keep your enemy at, an ar at arm's distance and don't let them, uh, don't let them get close to you. That is a good way of, good way of guarding something. So that's interesting. That's cool. Um, and if it, if this does function mechanically the way that I, the way that I envision it, based on my understanding of banding, it fits flavorfully. So I don't know. That's neat. This is fun. Also, the dark in general, by the way, that set has some really fun, weird stuff. Um, if you dig it up, a lot of weird, like a lot of stuff that hasn't aged well, like Pikeman here. If we're honest, like it's fine. Um, it is a reason to talk about banding. So I got to give it that. But um, there's a lot of other stuff, other fun stuff from that set actually. Um, the one that comes to mind is a uh, Dance of Many. It's one I have a couple of copies of. I grabbed out of a. Uh, out of a bulk um, bin at a local game store many years ago. That card is super fun. I highly recommend you check it out. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's definitely not what we're here for today. But yeah, this has been Pikeman. Interesting, fun, love it. Thank you for hanging out with me. Twitch.tv slash 42 if you want to hang out with me some more. I'm also on Twitter at Hawks42 if you want to keep the conversation going there. Thank you so much, everybody, and I will catch you next time.